Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. Uh, this podcast that we have today, this episode, uh, I have a guest that I, I personally have been interested in picking his brains and getting lots of his wisdom. He has a tremendous revelation that I think all need to hear and pay attention. And so I, before I bring Dr. Uh, 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 Craig on, I want to say to all the listeners, to um, Jesus said, those who have ears, let them hear. I want you guys to begin to hear because we are about to learn some tremendous things. Doc, welcome to Threads of Enlightenment. I'll let you uh, in- do the introduction. Oh, thank you, Ken. Um, thank you for letting me be a guest on your show. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, I have a, um, <laughs> I've been a numerologist now since uh, 1988 is when I turned professional. And um, I offer uh, readings, consultations, forecasts. Uh, I do workshops. I teach classes. I've been blessed uh, to be able to share this information with people all around the world. Um, my greatest accomplishment, um, I guess, would be I, I, I got an opportunity to lecture at Princeton University uh, wow. on, on numerology for their um, anthropology department. And I just felt that I just I just felt really yeah. good about that. Uh, having uh, been a little guy in Baltimore City who um, <laughs> whose friend died from a drug overdose, and as uh-huh. a result of that, I'm lecturing at an Ivy League college. It's it's amazing what God can do. Um, yes. If so, if, I 
Uh, welcome. Thank you for that. Um, I'm glad of your, the achievement. That is an incredible achievement to, to have today where you are. Your journey began many years ago. And who would have thought that, um, <laughs> that that journey that, uh, you began uh, several years ago that would lead you here. And so that's what the beauty of that we have here at this site that I tell people that we all have our journey. And it begins somewhere. So, Doc, go back, recollect that time and the incident that started you on your awakening uh, to walk you to the place that you are today. Yes, I um, was studying to become an engineer, um, Ken. In the seventh grade, I got really good grades in math and science, and my parents decided they wanted an engineer in the family. So <laughs> didn't have much choice about it, right? So it's math and science, math and science. Uh-huh. My mother, my mother was a school teacher, so I was never out of school. Oh wow! <laughs> Tell me wow. about it. My dad was a teacher too, so I know. <laughs> so you been there? Yes, so, sir. You know, my original plan was to become a pilot in the U.S. Navy. And wow. uh, so I'm studying about armaments, top speed, um, how many machine guns and cannons mm-hmm. I could have on my plane. <laughs> and in the in the process of all of this, um, two weeks before my first marriage, my, my best friend died of a drug overdose. Wow. And uh, wow. I didn't even know he was using drugs. So wow. needless to say, this was very disruptive. Um, mm-hmm. My belief system at that time um, was non-existent. If you couldn't mm-hmm. measure it, quantify it, feel it, see it, taste it, or touch it, it wasn't real to me. Um, <laughs> I did not believe in God um, while I was studying math and science to become an engineer. I believed wow. in my mind. Yes, but when my yes. friend died mm-hmm. from a drug overdose, my roots weren't deep enough for that. For that, And um, it just yeah. knocked me over. And I started for the very first time, Ken, to pray. And to ask mm-hmm. why, why was this happening? Why was I here? What's the meaning of life? So this was my, I know now this was my awakening at the time. It just felt yes. terrible. It was awful. So I was in a state of yearning to know. And um, yes. during this state of yearning, I heard a song on the radio by Roy Ayers. And it was called In Search of the Third Eye. And the lyrics were secrets of numbers, secrets of sound, secrets of wisdom yes. will be found. So I wanted some wisdom. I wanted to know why I was here. So I was drawn to that that song. Now, this was back in 72. So you couldn't go on Amazon and order. It took me two years to get a copy of that album. <laughs> Uh, and when I read the jacket, I discovered the uh, author of the song had read a book by Vera mm-hmm. Stanley Alder called In Search of the Third Eye. So this In was my introduction eye, yes. to uh-huh. spirituality, um, to metaphysics, to things outside of the physical world. Yeah. And so I began to read this book. So I'm reading it about colors and sound. It was all good. But when I got to numbers, I was like, wait a minute. Numbers are different from figures. Who knew? Yes. If I hold mm-hmm. up a pen, Ken, and I say I have one pen, that would be a figure. Figures are for yes. quantities. Yes. But if I look a little closer and I say big pens are number one, mm-hmm. now I'm no longer talking about a quantity, but a quality of yes. being the best. Yes, And this is what numerology uncovered for me, that numbers reveal spiritual qualities. So I began to read and I discovered I was a number seven. 
So mm-hmm. my first client was me. I was my first client. <laughs> Reading this information, I'm discovering my birthday, mm-hmm. my name, and I discovered the birthday, our birthdays reveal our gifts from God. Wow. Wow. Our name reveals our promise. As okay. I began to study, I was pulled into Christianity because I discovered numbers were in the Bible repeating themselves. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, over and was, over. Jesus was sought by three wise men, denied three yes. times by three sleeping disciples, arose on the third day. And I left a lot of them out because your show is only <laughs> had so much time. <laughs> this number three. So, oh, wait a minute. It means expression, spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And when asked why you were here, Master, he said, I'm here to have life and have it more abundantly. So the number mm-hmm. three stands for abundance. So this oh, wow. became relevant because people were born in the third month, March. Mm-hmm. That's abundance. If you're born mm-hmm. on the third, the 12th, one plus two is three. The 21st, two plus one is three. Or the 30th of any month, three plus zero is three. You're going to have an abundant life. Money is going to wow. come to you and your test is going to be how you spend it. Not if you're going to have yeah. it, but how you spend it. Now, everybody mm-hmm. knows what it means to be number one. That's leadership. Mm-hmm. But yeah. every number has a meaning. Two, that's the peace sign. Three, expression, abundance. Four is work and order. Five yeah. is freedom. Six is service. That's the greatest among us. Seven, that was my number, faith and wisdom. So as a seven, yeah. I discovered my job was to discover the truth and share mm-hmm. it. So here I was studying this information because of what happened to my friend. And I discovered yeah. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Dude. So it gave me a whole another insight into my friend's passing. And I took a, a new look at it, Ken. Mm-hmm. Instead of viewing it as a disaster, I viewed it as a sacrifice that my no greater love has a friend that he laid down his life. So wow. I began to view this as a sacrifice because the scripture taught me that we have a contract with God before we're formed in the womb. Yes. So before we yes. come into physical form, we exist as spiritual beings and we yes. go back home after this experience. Yes. So I discovered we're not physical beings who have an occasional aha moment. We're mm-hmm. spiritual beings having a temporary physical expression. And yes. part of my contract with my friend was that in his passing, it would awaken me, yes. put me on yes. my path so I could study. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm on this show today. Oh, man, that is awesome. I love <laughs> the um, where you have brought us. I remember uh, being when I was a, a teacher, a, pa- a pastor in a conference, and I asked the pastors this question: Where was the man when God created the, uh, the 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 universe? Where was the spirit of the man? And they're looking at me, going, you know, I could see those eyes just being lost. He was inside, uh, creating with with God, talking, and then after it's all finished, he released the spiritual. Uh, being into this mud, why did he create the body? The body, Doc, was to keep us legally here on this planet because that spirit being uh, would be all over. He could go anywhere he wants. The body keep kept us here. And then after we have, um, when we die and we shed that body, the house, that uh, uh, spiritual being, as you, you is is has the the ability to go back, and so it's yes. a beautiful insight that you gave to us, and the fact that, and I tell people this all the time, Don, that you have to shift your perspective 
in your pain in order to understand and to create a new path out of this pain. And you talked about shifting your perspective about the death of your friend and how once you changed that perspective that you were then able to approach your journey a totally different way. And this is one of the keys, uh, Doc, yes. that I keep telling people that you must understand this. Uh, talk to us a little more about this because this is key because here you have your best man, best friend, everything, and uh, the closeness of how he was to you and the the cause of the death, the trauma, all of that stuff was changed when you began, when you changed your perspective. It was transformed, Ken. It was transformed. Oh. I went, I went from literally thinking I would never smile again <laughs> mm-hmm. to just being filled wow. with happiness, gratitude, thanksgiving. I began to think of, think of it as a farmer. When a farmer, God being a farmer, Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he wants yeah. to plant a new crop, the first thing the farmer does was get out the plow to break yes. up that field, break up the ground. bust up that ground, <laughs> break that dirt up, yes. turn it over. And yeah. um, that's how I, now this was, this was months later, you know, before I was just yeah. dirt yeah. being tossed. Mm-hmm. But as I began to look back and analyze the experience, that's what God was doing. He was preparing yes. me to receive new seed. Yes. Receive new seed. And I also discovered this contract was made long before I was in my shell. And before I was yes. in the physical form, yes. I had this contract of awakening. Yes. And I chose yes. this experience before I got here. Mm-hmm. And that's that put the responsibility of my life totally on my shoulders on for every shoulders. choice I made, every decision. So I stopped blaming people. Yes. This had a major transition on me. I stopped blaming people for my situation. I stopped finding fault in others. I stopped judging. Um, and I began to take full responsibility um, for my thoughts, my actions, and everything that I did. I realized I was accountable here yes. on earth and that mm-hmm. there was a contract. And the most important thing I realized was my life was a gift. and it, it, I didn't belong to me. Yes, um, yes. Corinthians 6, verse 19, the body is a temple of the spirit within. This spirit yes. is of God, and we are not our own. That's right. And, um, That's right. I, I, I am so excited to have you here because this is um, exciting my spirit, man, to have this conversation because it is very few people that I can have this type of conversation with, Doc. There are not many Christians that you can have this conversation and uh, try, (laughs) you know, because they are, and I try to explain this um, to people that uh, what we are looking at is two types of kingdoms. You have one kingdom and there are laws that guide each kingdom. And uh, when we, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand is here. This is a new way of thinking. This is a new way of behaving. There's a new way coming, guys. And if you are, you enter this new kingdom by being born again. And once you've entered into this kingdom, 
There are certain principles. This is the greatest of all commandments. You love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all our strength and with all our mind. And the second is unto the first. You love your neighbor as yourself. And then he goes on and he tells them about loving your enemies. This is a new kingdom. This is a new behavior. And I see the behavior of the church. I see these men and women that are saying they're pastors. And I look at them in the light of the new principles that are supposed to be guiding us. And I say to myself, they don't have a clue of what they're talking about. They're in the wrong kingdom. They're on the wrong thing. Because Jesus said to them, go make disciples. He didn't say go make uh, members because members pay dues and all the other stuff. A disciple now, uh, Doc, is focused on learning the principles of this new kingdom, isn't he? Yes, definitely. Definitely. There's a huge difference in that. Oh, yeah. And uh, I I noticed the same thing, too. Uh, I haven't been actually welcomed uh, with this information. (laughs) It's self-empowering. And um, yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to gather power unto themselves. Yes, um, I, I had, agree. I had um, one minister tell me he was responsible for my soul, for my soul. Oh, wow. And um, I didn't disagree with him, but I, I knew I was in the wrong church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are responsible for we our own. Respond. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Work out your own salvation. That's what uh, it tells us. So if I have yeah. to work out my own, it's not his responsibility. And I love the fact that you, uh, from this incident, that you gained the insight about taking responsibility, uh, blaming your parents, blaring Everyone else has a shelf life. And you have to, uh, when you begin to your journey of self-discovery, one of them, you've laid out a few of them, is shifting the, uh, your perspective. The second and one of the most important is to own it, is to take responsibility for everything. When I say everything, Doc, I'm talking about the first thing that comes to your mind, that thought. You have to take responsibility and ownership there. Once you have learned how to take ownership there, everything else becomes simpler. Yes, it does. It gives you a totally new perspective. And you can begin to say, well, okay, if I've chosen this, mm-hmm. What's the benefit? What was I yes. looking for? What yes. was my purpose? And this yes. gets the mind flowing and looking yes. and turning positive and seeing yes. that proverbial silver lining, as they say, to the class. Yes. yes. It's the way to your self-discovery. It's the way for you to understand who you are because you have to be honest with yourself. You with can't yourself. lie. You can't lie because you know you, you'll, you, you can't do it. So if you're interested in becoming the best human spirit while you're here on this planet, you must be honest with yourself. And as your honesty grows more and more, and as you answer those questions, you begin to become what I uh, say as uh, you're beginning, beginning to mature. And as you begin to mature, what do you do? You make better choices. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I just remember I stopped at the number seven. So I'm, yeah, keep I going. can hear some people saying, well, what about eight and nine? <laughs> eight, eight literally means as it is above, so it is below. It's two circles, one on top of the other. And in mm-hmm. numerology, 
the circle, the zero is a symbol for God in the beginning. So mm-hmm. number eight can channel heavenly power to the earthly plane. So it's a oh. vibration of money, power, authority, and being the boss. Oh, by the way, when we're talking about spiritual qualities, gender doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The number nine, that's the energy you're expressing as Ken Primus. That's mm-hmm. Ken is a three. Primus is a 33. Mm-hmm. So when you add three and 33, it's 36. And that's mm-hmm. where the nine comes from. Three plus six is nine. And that stands for selfless giving. Give, 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 give. Get little or nothing back in return from those you give to. Because <laughs> nines are here to uplift the planet and help the poor, the sick, the disadvantaged, pe- people who can't give back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as a nine, nine's mission is to be God's hand on earth, to give without thought of return. That is awesome for me. I, I thank you for that information because... Um, I, as you've mentioned in that, most of my life, that, that part of a giver, it is my heart. And I remember when I was in corporate America, that that quality would not, um, it wasn't, it wasn't useful within that arena. I was being groomed to become a CEO and I was told the reason why I couldn't be at that level was because I have a heart. And so in order for me to get to the next level, I was told I would have to kill that heart. And I remember looking at them going, I don't know how to do that. That was a test. <laughs> yeah. I, that was a test. I took that and I looked at them and I said, I, I really don't know how to do that. And I actually resigned from it because I told them, I said, you guys misunderstood who I am. And uh, at least for me, I knew that I could not do that um, to shut down. That part of me would be absolutely uh, murderous, I believe. And I couldn't do that. I just couldn't do it. You bring up yeah. an excellent point because there there are people who are working jobs now and they have attempted to shut shut that part of themselves down. And this is what's making heart attacks, strokes, hypertension, because they're mm-hmm. they're trying to adhere to an outer an outer guide or an outer goal yeah. or way things should be, as opposed to listening to that inner voice within. Yeah. And as my hope, uh, Doc, as you and I continue this conversation, that people listen to you and begin to ask those questions and begin to uh, look seriously as to who you are as an individual. Uh, look at your lifestyle, because uh, as Doc said, you, your choices brought you there. Is this where you want to be for the rest of the remainder of your life? Or do you want something else? If you want something else, it is my hope that you listen and take some of the tools that uh, uh, Doc has provided for us so far as we are having this conversation. So, Doc, now here you're, you're here. You're, you've made these changes now you've started this process and your journey. What were some of the um, uh, fears that you deal with as an individual in order for you to move through uh, and continue your, your, your journey? Well, 
the first fear was actually hearing from God. My prayers were answered. I managed to put myself in in a genuine state of yearning, and the universe started responding to me. Now, God didn't come to me and talk to me the way you and I are having a conversation. But yeah, yeah. I would see signs. I heard that song. It piqued my interest. I followed the book. Um, mm-hmm. So these are things that are happening that are help, helping me to awaken and, and get on the path that God had planned for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Once I discovered I was in number seven, sevens are here to research and analyze. So I began mm-hmm. to go out, try to find books on numerology. God was speaking mm-hmm. to me and saying, I'm going to give you the gift of discernment through numbers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I had to go look right. that word up. What does discernment yeah. mean? So that was that was the first year. After that, the next one was I began to really get excited about this information I had found and go out and share it with people. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we don't want to hear that. Who are you? <laughs> That's crazy. You must be the devil. That's evil. Uh, That's demonic. Yes. We're not yes. supposed to be doing stuff like that. So those were the next fears that I had was what's happening to me. What? Why am I being guided down this path? And yeah. how will people, you know, respond to this information? Yeah. Um, so I took that into prayer as well. And God began to give me scriptures. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. My scriptures. He says, well, a good name is better to have. Yeah. Then diamonds and gold. So what's a name? A name is on our birth certificate. Well, yes. People speak our name. It's a word. What are words? Words are vibrations that yes. we use letters and numbers as symbols for. Mm-hmm. So we were created by the word and words are symbolized with letters and numbers. Then the letters in your name and the numbers in your birthday are symbols for the word of God that created you. So I was able to cross that bridge and wow. overcome that fear. And I just became so no pun intended, enlightened mm-hmm. <laughs> by these studies and research yeah. that it overcame all of my fears. And I began to just be able to share the information with people. Um, I discovered different authors and texts. Um, yeah. I began to read them and study them and share the information that I discovered uh, with, with, with people that were having situations and problems. Um, uh, so that began to give me positive feedback Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's like the opposite of fear is faith. Faith. Fear and yes. faith are opposite sides of the same yes. coin. Mm-hmm. So it's really absolutely. fear is having faith in what you don't want to happen. Yes. <laughs> okay. Exactly. something awful. Uh, so I discovered faith, uh, the size of a mustard seed could move mountains. So I began to mm-hmm. change my perspective and realize even the worst thing that had ever happened to me in my life turned out now, I'll put it this way. If the worst thing to turn out to be the best thing, then everything that is happening is for our good. Yes. Everything yes, is for our good. Now, this good is not interpreted in terms of what car you drive or mm-hmm. what your mm-hmm. income is or yeah. your material status yes. in, in a material world. This this seeking of goodness is developing your spiritual gifts, getting on the yes. path, understanding your purpose on life and what God plan is for you. Uh, That's so, powerful uh, stuff. Um, you talk about first the name. Remember he went to Abram and changed his name. He changed his name into what he wanted him to be. When people began to call him by the vibration of Abraham, he became 
the father yes. of many nations. He changed the vibration. And so anyone that called yes. him now no longer called him Abram. They called him Abraham. It was a totally different ball game that God was coming to teach his people that yes. the name means something and our confession, because it is, as you stated, it is sound vibration. You yes. saw that the walls of Jericho came down by sound vibration. You see that yes. uh, uh, our lives are changed by these things. And I, I love this conversation that we're having because I, 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 I'm so excited just to talk <laughs> to you about <laughs> This, uh, the insights that you have, because in many cases, I feel that uh, we have a kindred spirit with, with things. There was a revelation that God had given to me in my studies about uh, what the meaning of grace is. And uh, I remember studying that word for about a year or so before I even talked to anyone about it. And the historical teaching that they taught us in the church was God's unmerited favor. Talked about anything at all. But as I dug into the language of this thing, it uh, the revelation came to me that grace means the divine influence upon the heart and the benefit that it brings to that believer, that person. And then God began to take me into the scriptures and he said, he showed me the examples of that. For by grace are we saved through faith. Grace is not our responsibility, it is God's responsibility. The Holy Spirit quickens the heart, the scripture tells us, but the faith is ours. So by faith, so this grace and it tells us, we saw the example again, when Moses was with the children of Israel, God said to him, go tell the children of Israel to ask your neighbor for, for their wealth to leave Egypt. The next scripture says that they went and it says that great grace, the favor of God was upon them. And uh, that word favor means grace. And so here you have again, this principle of God and man working together. Now I'm saying this story because he had given me this revelation. I had never heard anyone preach this thing at all. Five years later, because when I preached it first, they were calling me all kinds of name, telling me I am preaching heresy and the whole nine yards. They just let me have it. And so I, it was five years later that my dad and my mom, when they were at a um, convention, they sent me a tape of that convention. And here uh, it was this preacher preaching the exact same thing that I had taught five years before. Doc, I, when I heard it, I cried and cried and cried because we tend to, the words that people say to us, sometimes, you know, even though we're walking in faith, we're still, you know, it still gets to us a little because I, I would, that thought would come to me once in a while, you know, wow, maybe it is, you know, uh, but here it was five years later and awesome. I uh, uh, cried like a baby and realized that, hey, God shows us things to guide us as we began to have a relationship with him as he did with Adam. It says, as it was their custom. God says, where are you? They were hanging out talking. And so 
uh, as you began to hang out and talk with God and he began to um, make himself known to you through these songs, these little things that people don't pay attention to, be, but you have, you are now in a place of awareness. So you're aware of these little nuggets that he is uh, putting in your path. And as you began to receive them uh, and you began to change and walk your process, and as you begin to sh- shed more and more of your, uh, as they say, you're walking through your fears and you're dealing with this. But yours came where your fear became as you engulfed yourself in the knowledge of who you are, the fear began to subside. Isn't that a beautiful thing that they yes, fall is. aside and they don't have the same power as they had uh, years before or months before? Yes, you you really get it. I'm getting the same feeling as I'm talking to you that you must have gotten when you heard that preacher five years ago. It's, um, <laughs> it's confirmation. It's confirmation. Yes. I think sometimes Amen. God wants us to be a pioneer. He sends us out there to pioneer things. He gives us that information yes. and we're thrust out. But just like the moon waxes and wanes, you, you, you have to come back within. You, know, mm-hmm. you can't stay out there too long. <laughs> you yes, have to yes. turn back within, retouch with the source, get back in touch with the base and recharge yes. your energies. Then you can go forth again. So it's like introspection, then projection, then in- introspection, then projection. And that, that's if we follow my... Jesus. Yeah. If you follow Jesus's example, he, he went with a crowd. He went in, in the garden. He went in the crowd. <laughs> yes. he, he, he went and meditate. And I keep telling people, retreat to that place is not um, a place. And I, I speak to path of, of solitude. One of the chapters in my book, I talk about solitude. And I try to tell people, this is the place where you gain the power. This is the place where you are recharged. Out of that place, yes. Jesus came out and walked on water. And he walked on water. And then when he got on the boat, it said immediately it went to the other side. This, people, is the area where you need to come. You should be excited to get there. Don't run from it. Don't run to the TV. Don't run to your phone all the time. Run to the place of solitude so that you can gain your power and your perspective would change there. Your vision would change there. Your purpose would change right there. This is the place that you need to be. And we have allowed circumstances to come into our lives and uh, cause us to be busy doing nothing. And we need to come back to the place of power. And that place, as I've said before, is a place of solitude, as Jesus did, Doc. We have to do that. And the people need to understand, don't run away from this at all. This is where it uh, it happens. And you talk about going in, go, coming back out, going in and out. And that, I uh, I want you to talk a little more about that because they, they need to see this right here, that okay. uh, when you come into this place, Things change. Yes. The scripture says, be still and know that I am Mm -hmm. God. Yeah. So it's this stillness. It's the quietude. It's the reflecting 
that enables our spirit to get back in touch with who we really are. See, we're human beings, but we've become human doings, trying to stay busy, doing things all the time, can't sit still. And uh, Mm -hmm. this is really counterproductive. And uh, the best way, God is telling me to explain it this way. If you take a grape and you pick it from the vine, within time, that grape is going to wither Mm -hmm. and become a raisin. Yes, (laughs) Yes, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. you have to stay connected to the vine yes. in order to thrive. Yes. You know, metaphysically speaking, God is the vine and we are the fruit. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's in the stillness and the quietude. That's how we connect. Yes, absolutely. So it's vital. It's vital. Uh, that we One of the most hear people say, I don't know how to meditate. Well, just have to yeah. be still. There are many, many ways of doing it. Um, yes. I like to just listen to music. That does it for yes. me. Some people stare at a candle. I know people who do walking meditation, like to be out in nature and they're walking yes. and the, the breeze is around them and this clears their mind. Mm-hmm. But the point is to stop the mind yes. and 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 get the soul to kick in, our spirit to kick in, because the yes. mind is part of the body, and that's part of the shell. That's part mm-hmm. of the, the encasing that we're in that stays here. Yes. So we have to train the mind um, mm-hmm. to be still and yes. to heed the higher conscious, and this is what should guide us. Now, mm-hmm. I like numerology because it took all this information out of the ethereal and put it on paper. Right. One and one is two. Mm-hmm. Okay, every day, one and one is two. So people say, well, I don't know how to tap into my inner resources. Well, if you know how to add the numbers in your birthday, you can find out what your spiritual gifts are. Mm-hmm. And then you can begin nice. to ponder and meditate on that. And because that's how it happened for me. I found yeah. something tangible on the outside that was like a bridge that led me to my inner truth. Yeah. One of the things I had mentioned to you about my studies that I've noticed with and I had uh, talked to you about the birth of Western Christianity at the Council of Nicaea. One of the things that Western Christianity took out uh, because they attribute it to demonic was uh, meditation. Uh, we read the book of Psalms, and I keep telling people that if you take meditation out of the Eastern uh, Christianity, it was a part of their custom. And so they, they did this as a regular thing. Now, the Western world, we weren't familiar with that. And so we attribute that if we meditate, demons are going to jump into us and all kinds of crazy stuff. I've heard when I was a young man growing up in Christianity, that is absolute madness. The Bible tells us, the Psalms, I meditate on the Lord. I meditate on the word of God. So if they can do this, and I keep telling you, this is where the power is. Is guys, it's the recharging of the unit, as you say. <laughs> and as we become recharged, we're able to walk on water. We are able to become who we are. We are, were uh, meant to be creators. We create by how we speak and what power we release. For the Bible tells us that we are creators. God yes. placed us in charge this this entire universe. And uh, he said, this is your piece of property. And uh, 
Someone saw that and he was upset and he came to change that. And so, and then someone else came back and restored it back to us because Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Now go, he then released this authority to you and I, Doc. And so until we began to do, as you said, when we first started this conversation, to become owners of our thoughts, that we become responsible for our actions actions, what we say, what we think, what we do, what we, uh, uh, all of these things become our habits, which become our behavior, which become our lifestyle, which becomes you. So (laughs) you are here today because of you. And so what we are here, and I'm glad Doc is here, is to help you to create a new you. And uh, we have been talking for a while about the tools, the relationship, about getting in touch with God. Uh, some people call it the higher being. The Indians call them, uh, call it the great white spirit. They use different language to describe the God of us all. Yes, Jesus said the the that you get to know your God. After you get to know your, you got to learn how to love yourself. After you learn to love self, then you learn how to love your neighbor. That's the progression of it all. And so we're trying to educate you through our lives and the uh, different spaces that we visited, painful ones, the wonderful ones, and all of the different principles that we learn, we are discussing And it is our hope that you become enlightened, as uh, Doc says, that he (laughs) did it in his path, and that we can bring you on next time and have you talk about (laughs) how you heard a conversation uh, from Doc and I, and it changed your life. So, Doc, today now you are here, and today you are able to counsel people how to come out of their uh, place of of, uh, prison as they say. And that prison is uh, their perception. Uh, We have entitled it with different names, depression, uh, um, anxiety, all of the different names that we attribute to a outside force that came through by a thought that produces chemical reaction in our bodies and causes us to have these dis-ease. Talked about, about how we can... Uh, get to you and uh, some of those stories that you, through your conversation, how you have uh, moved people from one space to the other. Well, uh, to get in touch with me, um, you can send me an email at cr77ig at gmail.com. Um, I have a website that lists the various services that I offer, and that is uh, craigeright.com, www.craigeright, that's W-R-I-G-H-T.com, listing all the services. Um, If you want to know why you're here, what your gifts are, what your talents are, skills, abilities, if you want to know your contract with Creator, numerology is an excellent way to do so because it is based on the belief that you were created by the Word. Mm -hmm. Every letter, every letter, every number is a symbol for a spiritual quality uh, that we possess. So it's it's an amazing science. It's very, very uh, informative. And I like to tell people my my test became my testimony. And um, 
My parents wanted an engineer, but I didn't end up building physical bridges, but I built spiritual bridges, connecting people's minds from the spiritual concept to the metaphysical Mm -hmm. concepts of who they truly are. Well, Doc, I want to welcome and thank you for coming. I I totally and honestly enjoyed this time that we spent, and I want to... Back over talking to you that I to- explained to you what I wanted to do with the progression of this, and I want to bring you on again for that uh, um, uh, time so that people well, can get a, a chance to meet to you again because I want them to understand the revelation that he has. It is very powerful stuff because God deals in numbers. Um, he, everything is measured, and science, true science, uh, and physics and metaphysics and uh, quantum physics all prove that there is a design behind what is called life, what is called the earth. And I employ you to contact Dr. Uh, right and gather all of his wisdom, have him uh, uh, explain to you what you are supposed to be doing so that you can join this team so that we can change this world. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ken. You have a great day, sir. Thank you. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, We hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you 
can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.